Welcome to Previously On, a difficulty class podcast where we relax and talk about all the kick-ass games that we're a part of. I'm one of your storytellers, Trevor Bettis. With me this week is... Allie Deitchman. That's right. Uh, and it's our first It's our first show of the Happy new year. year. Happy New Year. Yeah, <laughs> 2021. It's here. The legends were true. <laughs> 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 and uh, and we 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 had some games and some stuff mm-hmm. going on over over our break and over our holiday time and uh, you know it's our usual show we're gonna sit down we're gonna talk about them we're gonna have some fun yeah I still have not solved the background music problem and so this is still gonna be quiet and I hope that's not annoying you <laughs> if it is write yeah. into difficultyclass at gmail you had two weeks to tell me <laughs> I was gonna say we got no writings in about it so. I'll just take that as a resounding yes. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that 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 empty. Okay, it's not empty. We got questions, but the 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 non-subject line of of that problem means it's fine. So we're gonna go with that. Um, Allie, where do you want to start? Um. So I had I I only really played like three games <laughs> with the holidays around and uh, between everything and our um. Uh, the the stream we did on the sixteenth that also ah, yes. of, that took place on a Wednesday, which is my usual gaming group day. So, <laughs> <laughs> which hopefully you you either heard or have seen. Uh, by the way, it's not on our YouTube channel; it's on Garwar's YouTube channel. If you've been mm-hmm. waiting for us to upload it, we're not because Garwar has it. <laughs> he put all the work into it, so he gets to post it. Um. So I'll start with like the little ones. So, uh, speaking of that stream, I got to play Loralee as um in our little home uh game (laughs) oh yeah yeah so you got to play her again because you played her yeah 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 uh, cody did another little one shot and it was really adorable (laughs) nice yeah we had our buddy adam uh phone in so to speak and he was a wonderful (laughs) goblin and (laughs) so i'm just over here like laurelie's like just amassing a bunch of tiny friends and she loves it so it's gonna be a goblin Mm mm-hmm and that one was fun. Um, I, forgive me. I don't remember exactly what happened because that was like literally the week before we stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember it was a lot of fun uh, playing with them specifically because it was just it's fun to play Loralee in a way that I haven't been able to play a lot of characters. She's a lot more mm-hmm. loose. She's a lot more just I'm going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'll say for uh, my Neverwinter campaign. Um, not too terribly much has happened there, uh, due to scheduling. We've pretty much only been playing in like two and a half hour spurts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so pretty much, I think the last time you heard, um, was they talked to L'Oreal. Um, and so we had, they pretty much were like, okay, so we talked to L'Oreal Silverhand and uh, now we are going to rest for the day. It was a really cute moment where they invited Twyla's dad to go drinking with them at the tavern at the Yawning mm-hmm. Portal. And this is like a banker of Waterdeep. who's <laughs> 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 like a 300 and something year old elf. And he's just like, yeah, I'll go drink it with my daughter. <laughs> so that was, that was fun to role play. Um, and uh, then the next day they pretty much... Roland and Twyla went to go speak to L'Oreal again in the morning because they had an appointment uh, to talk about how to the magic in general and also to learn about that spell thing that she did dealing with the mask, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the dragon masks. And so they went and talked with her and she explained to them that she essentially uh, altered sending in a way. Um, instead of just words, though, she sent power back to a uh, willing participant and she made a deal a long time ago, like a year and a half ago in game with uh, Tiamat herself Mm. because each of these dragon masks had a piece of Tiamat's power within them. And so as they were out in this plane, she was without them in her plane. And so Lariel was like, here's the deal. You willingly take these pieces of power back and you get your power back and we don't have them here. 
So Tiamat agreed. Mm. And so she essentially just sent, she pushed the power back into the Nine Hells. Oh, wow. That's badass. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a really, really adjusted kind of like sending, but it was, it was still along those lines. Um, and so after they learned that, Twyla did get into the question of like, if I had a sense of making my own spell, how would I go about that? And uh, this was a moment where it's like, there's literally nothing out there that's like, oh, th- here's how you make spells in game, like flavor wise. There's all the the guidance that you would want in the world, like on DMs Guild and on the internet and Reddit, where it's like, oh, here's how you make a spell, but nothing about like, how are spells made in world? Mm-hmm. How did Melf's Acid Arrow become a thing? You know, it's yeah. like, and when spells are made, do players just get them? Do they only have access to them? They made the, their own spell, goddammit. Like, why shouldn't they just have it? So <laughs> these are all things I had to address. Um, I pretty much decided that if you create your own spell, you pretty much need to swap it out with something in your repertoire. So mm. that way it stays balanced. You don't have to wait for another level up. And um, you can also have this really cool spell that you make. Um, it does take some time to make. It depends on the kind of class you are. Uh, it really kind of followed the uh, multi-classing um, magic like rules where it's like, oh, if you're a half caster, you're this. It's like, so it's like, okay, if you're a full c- spell caster, it only takes 30 days to learn a spell, like to create one, much like as if you were doing a, a proficiency where you're learning things. And then it's like, if you're a half caster, it takes like 40 to 50 days. And then if you're like, not a caster, what are you doing making a spell? <laughs> <laughs> Warlocks, I think, would be different, but I haven't gotten to that yet. So, I don't know. Um, I think I think Warlocks is more along the line of just like, hey, patron, I got an idea. Yeah, I think it would be more so of just a matter of convincing in a conversation, more so than a matter of time and effort. Yeah. Um, and so, like... We as a table discussed that and they kind of were like down for it and agreed with it. And uh, so that's kind of pretty much how it works now in my game is that if you have an, an idea for a spell, it takes 30 in-game days for full casters to create the spell and work on it and refine it and uh, essentially rework another spell into whatever they want because they pretty much have to dive into the weave and make it adjust to what they want. So it takes some time Mm -hmm. and uh, they're all down for that. So now I have Twyla making that uh, spell that we made on our podcast together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I shared that with with them and they loved it. They were like, yeah, that sounds really awesome. Um, And then I actually have uh, Saphir. He's actually going to be making a new cantrip. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, that's pretty cool, man. He's like, yeah, it's like Green Flame Blade is cool and all, but it's not really Saphir. I'm like, yeah, let's do something. (laughs) I like it. So he's pretty much, instead of like going full on um, taking the flavor and just switching it up, he's like full on going in and making it different, which I'm really here for. Mm-hmm. Um, so they figured that out with the thing, with the helpful hand of L'Oreal Silverhand to be able to guide them on how to make a spell. They got started on that. Um, meanwhile, Bertram and Saphir went out to the Sea Maiden's Fair. There's only one boat out there right now, but they wanted to go see what it was about because they just talked with Captain Zord up in Neverwinter. Yeah. So they go on. It's essentially a carnival. Um, uh, The whole place is tented and uh, they can't see much. There is, however, like a few uh, in particular tents that aren't like, I wouldn't say native, but they're like borrowing a a spot on the carnival to, to set up shop. Um, one of them is actually a tattoo artist. And I did the thing where I offered to get them tattoos. Oh. Not only just regular tattoos if they wished, but also magical ones. Um, I did switch it out, as you may or may not know, in case you do listen to us uh, complain on the podcast. But I do not like how <laughs> the tattoos are technically temporary. It depends on if you attune to them or not. So I... Gave a caveat of if you take them, they lower your max HP and they are permanent. They lower your max HP. Because the tattoo has to get its magic from somewhere and it's you. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. So pretty much like depending on how rare of a tattoo you want it, it's how big it is. And mm-hmm. um, 
and it's permanent. So once you get that rare of a tattoo, you can't get another one because you don't have any room. Yeah. And so I figured that kind of balanced itself out. I don't really care too much. They're level 17. <laughs> it's fun to give them something big and, and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the idea of like a, like, like a spell scroll equivalent for a magic tattoo. It's just a temporary tattoo on a piece of paper. You just slap it on, yeah. spray it a little bit. All right. In about three minutes, you are just going to be <laughs> so full of hurt. <laughs> so that's actually legitimately one of the options is the tattooist knows how to uh, provide a temporary tattoo of sorts. It's like a spell scroll <laughs> imbued onto your arm instead of on parchment. Um, so, I know, but I like the idea you carry it around a little, <laughs> little thing. You just smack it on there and just rub it in. <laughs> That's the attunement process. <laughs> uh, so that was really cool. The the boys decided that they were both going to get a tattoo. Um, Saphir uh, decided to get the ghost step tattoo. So now both his legs, like from ankle all the way up to the high thigh, are uh, they're they're they look like abstract kind of semi-tribal but not um figures of ghostly maneuvering like all around his legs and the thing with the magical Mm. tattoo is that they're never really solid um they kind of go in and out of existence at all times and so his if you look at his legs too long you can get kind of (laughs) dizzy and then um uh bertram got a his entire back uh tattooed because he actually got the um, tattoo that gives him resistance to necromancy and gives him a once a day death ward. Ooh. Um, and his tattoo that he decided was actually this uh, pretty much his entire lower, like the two halves of his back, uh, left and right, were raven wings, um, the outline of them. And on the inside are actually, it's like an intricate maze to represent the fortress of, mem- of memories mm. for the Raven Queen, his god, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, as a paladin, that is really cool. <laughs> like, I can't tell you how long we actually just spent like, oh, oh, it looks kind of like this just on the Internet, like showing each other what it would mean. <laughs> and it just that would just be such a cool thing for me to just get artwork of all my all my players, because we, we just have like a such a solid idea, but it's so hard to say it. <laughs> mm hmm. I'm slowly amassing a, a, a Hero Forge collection of my players' <laughs> characters as they send them to me to paint. So <laughs> uh, so the two boys got tattoos. They did bring along uh, Twyla and Roland the next day to see if they wanted any, and they decided against it. Uh, Spencer was like, oh, no, these powers seem really cool, but I just really don't see Roland having a tattoo. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then Twyla's like, ha, try me. My body's a temple. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Miss 11 out of 10. You're fine. (laughs) And so uh, neither of them got tattoos, but they were very excited about it. And then Twyla was like, oh, we're in Waterdeep. I should try my hand at, you know, showing off. And I'm like, okay, yeah. What do you want to do? She's like, I'm going to ask my dad if there's any uh, like highbrow like theaters or something like that. So there's this cute conversation that happened between her and her dad where she's like, hey, dad, is do you know any like places in Waterdeep that would take um, like last minute uh, performers? And he's like, oh, yeah, there is this one uh, theater in the Sea Ward. Oh, but you do need a sponsor. Hmm. Oh, if only you knew someone of noble status who had a lot of money <laughs> and really liked you a lot. <laughs> and so he sponsored his daughter to go perform at one of the highbrow theaters. And so Twyla was really excited about it. And so she um, actually she teleported back home to Neverwinter, got the rest of the gang. She got Twi- she got Saphir's wife and daughter. She got. Um, oh Bobby God. the house hand and her son Felix who was Marcus's other character and she's like you guys want to go see me perform in Waterdeep and come hang out for a bit and they're like yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> and so she grabs them and Lucian too who's like their their resident wizard in the in the basement and they, so they she takes them back to Waterdeep and they get front row seats and there's just this really sweet moment of us ending the session with her performing. And of course she rolls nothing less than like a 35 because glibness. Level 17 bard. bard. (laughs) She's like, right before I go, I'm going to cast glibness. I'm like, okay, you you didn't need to, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're being that extra tonight. (laughs) (laughs) She's kind of like scarred because way back when um, in silvery moon, she performed and they told her quote, it was fine. 
Ooh. <laughs> I, 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 and I know, I, I know Taylor the person. That was not okay for her. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so it was great because like everyone would be like asking, it's like, Taylor, it's like, Twyler, are you okay? She's like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So like after that, she's been, had kind of a slight vendetta against these uh, theater hosts. But this one, she blew him out of the park. And like the town loves her. Her name is going out wide. It was literally in marquee. Like <laughs> it was, a, it was this it. fun moment. So now they're considering what to do next because they're like, well, we dealt with the dragons we know. Um, there's only a couple of the dragons that we know of in the area, but they're kind of too old and, and smart to really get messed up in this business. And we tried our best to communicate with them anyways. Uh, fun fact, they tried to get in communication with Clouth. <laughs> on their own oh, volition okay <laughs> um thankfully not directly um they tried to get through to one of his uh uh dragon cultists which they had known from storking's thunder so but it didn't quite they didn't respond but it did go through so they know that yeah. they definitely got the message at least forward they don't know if he got it though mm-hmm. um and so they're like considering like well what do we do next because zord is waiting on them to give him the answer on whether or not they want to go in on the heist to get the dragons back. And uh, as a reminder, he's like, I just want 5,000 to help pay for my carnival and get my people set up. Mm-hmm. And I want the staff. And they're like, what staff? And he's like, you don't get to know that. <laughs> but you need to agree to this. Otherwise, you don't get to come along. And so... They're making the decision that I think they're going to say yes, and I think that's what's going to come up next is mm-hmm. the uh, the heist. So now I get to figure out how to do that at level 17 where uh, Captain, you know, Zord, quote, um, mm-hmm. will not leave without the staff. <laughs> so is is this uh, is this dragon heist? Are you doing that one? Yeah. Um, I, without doing spoilers uh mm-hmm. not just you know you already know what it is but i'm talking for your listeners um spencer <laughs> for level 17 you might want to write your own yeah um my players at level five walked through that oh yeah no i have no choice but to write my own at this point so that's what i'm yeah. doing uh for a good portion of tonight i'm figuring out how to do that yeah <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the I, I will say like I I I I love Dragon Heist Waterdeep. It's genuinely one of my favorite campaigns, despite a lot of problems with the book as written. Mm-hmm. But man, the heist part of it is not a heist. <laughs> it is it is not a heist. <laughs> yeah, I I like. There, there's a. I'm not going to name the book, but there was a book that was like, "Oh, this is a heist novel," and then I read through it. And I'm just like, "You forgot to do the heist. <laughs> you, you went to do the heist and then threw an obstacle, and that derailed the entire heist. Oh, no. There was no heist." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, do you, do you have any uh, any other games? Uh, just our Pathfinder ones. Um. Do you want me to go through those as our as our combo with both of us I, in it? <laughs> well, I, I I I want I want to highlight a few things and then uh, and then talk about the last session. Yeah. And so I let's we I don't remember where we left off with with Pathfinder, but essentially uh, we are back in or we were back in Corvosa. Um and you know did the whole gray maiden thing knocked out a bunch of people um found out some info and then went back out into uh, the deserts and continued our trials and um was it during the yeah because we did the trial with the big with the big bird the rock uh yeah and then we got our names and our tattoos mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh ceremonial and the next harrowing. Yeah, then we did the next harrowing. How did we find out the info about the castle and the set and the sword and the dark? It was through Zalara, the our na- our friendly resident ghost. That's right. Who that's right. Likes so, to possess me every now and then. <laughs> what I really love about this is that the this campaign, Curse the Crimson Throne, has not been a you know what you'd call a normal campaign. Like it 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 has been very different and. 
and I'm not saying this in a bad way, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and and I'm not saying that in a bad way because it's kept things fresh. Um, you know, I did not expect us to completely leave the city and come back and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Um, but now we have a quest that is go to this castle, get this sword, kill a dragon. Yes. And is and and like me, the like the the old school fantasy fan of me was just like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of like we do, we have a quest. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, I couldn't emote through through Keisha cuz she just wouldn't care. <laughs> but Trevor the player was yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so we were like, well, how do we want to get to this castle? And I wasn't here for this one, but the uh, word Griffin got thrown around. Oh, it was and me. Then, <laughs> uh, and then Gr- Griffin Griffin uh, herding and Griffin farming. <laughs> like, like They're like, we're going to make a, a Griffin farm. Like, did you guys joke about like having like a farm of Griffins or something like that? So... Um- it started with us like talking about um because we went to we we I forgot exactly who we talked to about this, but we were talking to someone. Oh, it was the um the moon temple people. And we're like, You guys okay. are nomadic, you've been all around this desert here. We need to get to the northeast of this desert. What do you know about it? And they're like, Well, it's been a long time, but stories say that getting there by foot is the worst thing in the world. And I'm over here like, by foot. You know, we did just save a leader of a griffin like command you know that right (laughs) (laughs) and so that's where we got like what if we did convince him to train us how to ride griffins and what if we found griffins and what if we took him back and so we didn't have to go there by foot (laughs) meanwhile wiz is just you know grabbing her head and going ah Because that's not in the book at all. There's not even fucking close to that in the book. No. <laughs> and, and and she knocked out of the park. Like she made oh, so uh much. she she made a a whole uh Griffin heist for us. There was a heist. There was. Um yeah. Um we uh, scaled I, I walls. Think, we were yeah. quiet sometimes. It was great. Yeah. And then I think I pissed everyone off because I wanted to fight a dragon. Um <laughs> To be and, fair, the first look we got of the dragon, I was like, uh guys. That's an ancient one. <laughs> I kept asking this question and no one was like, oh, no, it's an ancient dragon. Like, even Badgerback was looking at the stuff. And he's like, I don't know. I think it's like an adult. I'm like, we can take that. <laughs> um, so we got the we got the Griffins. Uh, uh, Spencer, Sharondale. How, how many ones did he roll? Oh, God. That one. On that. Uh, he got bucked off of a Griffin, which we were trained to do. Like ride properly. Yeah. We even got a ride feet, which means yeah. like we don't have to roll to ride it properly. That that yeah. just gives you an idea of how many ones he rolled in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so the 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 Dargan and its and its rider chased us, and uh, Sharondel almost died. <laughs> but because but he's, he's an elf with like cat graces, it's like oh, I'm falling 150 feet. I'll take 10 points of damage. I'm like, what? <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. Um and and that leads us to to the last session we had on Saturday where we're landed uh we're prepping and we we're we're at the castle and we're like let's freaking go mm-hmm. and then s- taking one step onto that bridge uh the the ghost lady Zalara in uh in the 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 deck the harrowing deck just immediately just starts getting shredded by freaking shadow demon things like we found we kind of remembered the reason why and it's because this castle itself like takes and consumes like the people that die there and the souls it's like it's a Mm -hmm. place of death and if you die there that's your now that's your new place (laughs) i don't think anybody heard my joke when when she was explaining that because it's like i have been to chult (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much And so Um, there was this moment where it's like, okay, so no one die, um, please. Uh, You know how you guys sometimes like do that? Just don't this time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, and and, hey, and that's something that we have complained about with Pathfinder in the past is that death means nothing. But right now it does. And I am here for that. Yeah. Um, 
So we stow we stow the harrowing deck, which actually I'm I'm just fiddling with in my hand right now. I just realized my oh yeah, I'm just I'm fiddling with something. Oh, it's the, the harrowing deck. Um and we go in there and this was just a good old school dungeon crawl session. Like with a lot of old friends. We, yeah. Oh god. Uh so like we 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 had a fight with undead guards, which then opened the doors and there were giant undead guards. Uh, we went through there, freaking, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm a rogue. I stealth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sneak into places. And this room mm-hmm. went, yeah, but what if all of the dead bodies turned into a giant ball and rolled onto you? Uh, yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. And again, points to Wiz. Okay, you know, she, we were talking oh, about how yeah. she's freaking making cool stuff. In Roll20, there was a, there was a little, there's a little icon for this ball of corpses right mm-hmm. well in, in the hallway it's supposed to be that there were human and orc corpses she went into freaking photoshop and colored some of the corpses <laughs> green for the orcs to actually make it fit and i'm like yes. you know what that's fantastic i love mm-hmm. it that's that's the detail i'm here for oh yeah um god what did we fight then then we fought uh was it a shade or was it it wasn't a banshee right it was like a souped up banshee yeah it was a it was a banshee on crack. Yeah, because we're, um, we're we're high enough level now that she's like, oh, it's not this level though. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, that thing gave us a little bit of problems. And, I immortalized uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> spirit <And> blast. Then... <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, we got some good we got some good uh, magic crits on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last room had a uh, living mustard gas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know that's not what it was supposed to be for that room, but we had fought something that, like that in Pathfinder First Edition in a place I'm not going to spoil, but um, we hate, and <laughs> it can just just die. It can just just can just go away. Um, Hilariously so, enough, uh, Wiz's character when she played in that game almost died to said mustard gas. <laughs> yeah, the tables turned real hard. Um, and uh, and yeah, despite fighting several things as a rogue that has immunity to piercing damage and, <laughs> and criticals and anything that I can do, I I still fight. I didn't die. Yeah, <laughs> I just kept poking for my my two d four at level thirteen in Pathfinder Second Edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. But yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see. It. Like, I'm so stoked to like just get this sword and go fight a dragon. Like, I I want to fight a dragon. I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was uh, pretty much all the games that I've been in. <laughs> hey, th- that's still that's still good uh, games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, real like we're talking about like we took a long break. It was two weeks. We took two weeks off. <laughs> it felt longer. <laughs> Oh God! And that's that was again that was the thing of twenty twenty. It both felt longer and not long at all at the same time. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I, I like last weekend, I was just like, why do I have all this anxiety? Where's oh, man? I where I'm? What is going on? Oh, I go back to work next week. Mm-hmm. I I got to schedule podcasts. I need to schedule guests. Oh God, it's all coming crushing down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I kept up with my weekly game. Uh, over the break and over the holidays, um, the academics, uh, which I didn't realize until we sat down to record this one. I haven't actually talked about the main game. No. <laughs> I talked about session zero. Um, so we uh, for, for spoiler reasons, listeners, we are running uh, uh, the essentials kit, um, which okay. So I, I'm actually gonna give a, lo- a quick little spiel about spoilers. Um, I realize I no longer care about getting spoiled on any campaign, even if I have the possibility of being a player. And the reason for that is because so far in the stuff that we've played from the essentials kit, I've known probably about a quarter of it. And I've enjoyed that because, um, I'm able to I, I'm able to separate that knowledge and in some cases get the party to go to the cool thing. <laughs> and by cool thing, I mean fighting a manticore. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like I, I that, that's kind of where I'm at now with, with spoilers for campaigns where it's like 
I don't really care what's written in it and what I know of it because I also know that players will fuck shit up oh, yeah. and ruin it and we may not we may go in a completely different way. Just because a book says a thing doesn't mean that it will ever ever yeah. happen in your game. <laughs> There's no guarantee. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, yes, but oh jeez, I the amount of stuff we didn't do in Descent into Avernus mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Um not to so, say we're not going to keep saying spoilers before we go into something. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, no, no. That, that, that again. That's me. You do. It, it, if yeah. if spoilers bother you for it, I hundred percent understand it. I totally get it. I, I just that that was my spiel on yeah. it. I, I that's my that's the realization I had recently. Oh, I feel it. Um. So yeah, uh, essentials kit. That's what's going on here. So the academics, as we named ourselves, uh, went into Fandolin. We uh, have it that our uh, our university, which I'm going to be making canon in my world as well. Nice. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, it's like I'm taking this, Tom. Um, is in Neverwinter, and we basically we were given. Uh, it's an adventuring school. It's a school for adventurers, which I think. Overall, is kind of a cool concept and something that makes sense in this world. Where, yeah, you would, you might go to school to be an adventurer. Like that, that might be what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're from, and I can't remember the name of it, but we named we named the school an IKEA furniture name. Um, <laughs> yes. Um. So. They're like, hey, this is a field trip. This is you going out and testing the skills that you have learned along with a professor to make sure that you're doing well mm-hmm. and can grade you and stuff. So we get into Fandolin and, you know, it's it's session one. It, it, it's, you know, even though we're a group that has been playing together now for so long, um, I actually realize now that this is my longest running group and that that's crazy. Um <laughs> is you know it's still it's still a new session it's still a new campaign it's still new characters and so there was that moment of like uh how are we are we how are we role play are we role playing this what do we what do we do and thank freaking god uh tara is tara's in this game and she, uh and this is her slowly easing herself back into rpgs after taking a long break and man all that pent up RPing just came <laughs> flying out because like as soon as we got in there, she's like, let's freaking go. All right. Uh, my character is going over here. She's going to talk to the the mayor while they're getting set in. Uh, what's the mayor got to say to me? And immediately all of us went, all right, cool. We're doing this and instantly started role playing. I love that. And, and like if there, there wasn't a, a, a beat missed where, someone's doing something, someone's riffing off of it, someone's going somewhere with someone so that there can be a whole scene happening. And, uh, like, there was a great scene between the the town master who won't come out of his house because he thinks everyone is a dragon, and uh, having this back and forth with Kashana, Tara's character, uh, while the professor's just kind of sitting back, and you're like, yeah, teacher's aide can do it. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Uh and uh, the, the one of the other star students like trying to make sure that everything's good's going on. Uh, I'm going around trying to be like the the biggest teacher's pet of all time to the point that St. James's character Tim's like, oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, Professor uh, Huxley said that uh, it, uh, if you clean everybody's rooms, you get extra credit for the day. <laughs> and so I I was like, all right, and uh, uh, <laughs> he just went on door went and cleaned everybody's room <laughs> with presentation and everything. Um. So we we just we got into a groove with it, and it was like, hey, uh, we're not the golden pals, but we're here and we're back. That's good. So, That's awesome. Yeah, uh, we we got uh, a quest from the town's master, who still refused to come outside to go warn some dwarves in the nearby ruins that there is a dragon in the area and to watch out. Side note: uh, Town Master Harbin is like one of my favorite NPCs to to role play. Dude, Tom role playing Harvin is hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's so like, fun he, to he's play got, with. He's got, he's got this like higher up voice. He's just like, how do I know you're not a dragon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you. I'm not coming out. You. Everyone in the town can be a dragon by now. Like it's, it's just so. I love it. It's so good. Mm. Uh, and and uh, freaking Kyle. Kyle has uh he's playing the the Kenku the the uh his name's Crow but his code name or his secret name is Jeremy that's what mm-hmm. he's t- telling all of us he, uh, 
I don't know how, but he came up with the catchphrase pants because he doesn't wear any. So like that's his like affirmative or something now where he's like, I don't know, Jeremy, you think it's a good idea? Pants. <laughs> I freak, I just love it. Um, so yeah, we got a quest from him to go tell some doors about a dragon and uh Kashana, again, Tara role playing this. Uh she's just like, Okay, I'm uh going to sign I'm gonna write up a document right here outside. I'm gonna slide it under the door. I want you to sign it and then slide it back to me. We'll have the dwarves sign it, and that will be proof that we have told them. Nice. I'm just, and I'm just sitting over just like my you know, my wife sits right over there. And I'm just like, I'm astounded at this. Like, I never would have thought to do that. <laughs> I, I, that never would have freaking crossed my mind. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll get down the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> so we travel out there. Uh, we find the dwarves and uh, they're all kind of huffy and whatnot. They're like, no, we're, we're not going to sign anything until you help us out. And so the problem was, is that there was some, nasty things in this temple that they're trying to basically rummage through. We're like, all right, fine. We need some adventuring anyways. So we go in there and I, 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 I mean, I actually hadn't talked about this before. I started doing something new in my notebook. Um, Cause in this notebook, there's an area for maps, but like, I'm not great with someone describing like you're at a 15 foot hallway to the Northeast. There's a door. I'm just, I, I get kind of muddled in it. Mm-hmm. Like, and so what I started doing instead of worrying about drawing it out square by square and everything, I wrote down words as a pathway. Yeah. So I was like hallway. And then there was like, okay, about 20 feet in, there's a, a secret door. And so I wrote SD there. And so I basically mapped out this entire dungeon in words <laughs> and I ended up actually getting it almost completely right. Nice. <laughs> um, so we, we go through this and there's, uh, there's some nasty jellies. Yeah. I remember uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Tim, uh, uh, St. James's character who is a ranger who is aspiring to get a gun one day cause he wants to be a gunslinger, <laughs> which he re- he'll end up getting here soon a bit. Uh, drops on him and takes him to one hit point immediately. Yeah. Like initiative has not even been rolled one hit point. So we get into the combat and I'm going to, I'm going to say this celestial warlock for the freaking win. (laughs) I love this subclass. Oh my God. Just being able to bonus action heal. And then also having, because we got feats, I, I took the the bard one. I've got healing word also. I'm a freaking healing machine. Nice. And so, like, I kept everybody up, everybody going. And after the combat, I was like, all right, I'm going to need, like, a nap and a sandwich. <laughs> uh, I am out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we went through there, killed a few more jellies, figured out that it was a, it was a temple to, oh, God, I can't remember. It's it's the dwarven god of greed. Yeah, it's an I evil god. I can't quite remember yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't seem that that like chill. Yeah. Um. It was so... like the temple itself. I think was destroyed in its own because the god was like, ah, uh, yeah, this isn't good enough. I think is like Abathor. the backstory. Yeah, something. Yeah, we didn't end up learning that. <laughs> <laughs> um. But we we did the thing. We went out. We got and the dwarves were like, cool, thanks. We'll sign the thing. So we did. And um. We slept there for the night, got a level, um, and uh, set out for the rest of it. After that, we now I, I'm skip I'm skipping through sessions. the The first session ended after the first jellies. Um, that we're now into the second session. So they so we're leaving, and then orcs show up. They're like walking back, and they're like, "Oh, who the hell are you? This is our place." And we're like, "Dude, we don't." We, we I don't we, we're helping out some dwarves like we got no beef with you and they're just like no you can't leave you might tell the dragon where we are and we're like fucking dragon dude like we keep hearing about the ship but we hadn't seen shit yet and so the orcs were like you gotta die and we're like can we not and then so they kept going and we uh, we freaking destroyed them like I was serious just like can we not do this and they were like no you're gonna die and I'm like alright crit eldritch blast with agonizing blast Ooh. attached to it Nice. Uh, so we we dropped them hard. <laughs> felt felt a little bad, but you know they they were attacking us. Um, but after that combat, one of the dwarves was like, "Whoa!" Came running back like, "Oh, we had a we remembered something, but 
Jesus Christ, what the hell happened here? <laughs> um, anywho, there is a lady um, that's like on the way back to town. You might want to warn her about the dragon too, because she probably doesn't know. And again, this is where spoiler knowledge came in. Cause I was like, Oh, he said windmill. I totally remember Allie running this at the bookstore. Oh, I know yeah. what this is. <laughs> and everyone was just like, uh, we can go back to town first. And like, you know, we'll, we'll get to it later. And I'm just like, all right, we got like 45 minutes left in the session. I want to fight a man of corp. And so, and like, as Andor is just like, it's like, no, you know, it's on the way back to town. Professor, maybe we should go do it. And he's just like, all right, let's fine. Let's do it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we roll up to the, we roll up to the windmill and it is how it looks in the book. There is a manticore attacking the building and, um, uh, you know, we're like, oh shit. All right. Got we we immediately did the hero thing. We jumped off the cart. We got into our hero poses, and freaking Tara's character Kashana, I I think it was used used dissonant whispers or something on it, and made it run away. Hmm. And and the way he described, the way Tom described, it is he uh, the Mandacore ran away and went around the building, and we're like, oh cool and then a manacore came running around the other side of the building directly towards us with its fangs out and we rolled initiative and i was like oh shit what the hell's going on <laughs> so we start fighting and then apparently the manacore that originally got the spell on it came back because there were two <laughs> and i and it, i didn't say it out loud but that that's what i was like well played tom <laughs> i thought i knew what was going on here well played. <laughs> so we have two manticores. We are seven level twos. Okay. Um, That's a fight. And yeah, but then freaking Kyle's character, Jeremy, is like, I'm going to go for the second manticore by myself. So he dashed, oh. ran all the way to the manticore and jumped on top of it essentially distracting it while we killed the first one. Ooh. Like the manticore kept trying to knock him off and couldn't do it. So we killed the first one, no problem. Damn. And then took out the second one. And Tom's just like, well done. Like yeah. you should have, that should have been a, a tough fight. And you guys just wrecked it. Nice. <laughs> the, the professor did almost die at one point. <laughs> I, I hailed him. He didn't care. Um, <laughs> So let's see. Um, okay. When we get back into this next session, before we were, before we went to play this, uh, me and three of the players uh, who are, you know, uh, uh, St. James, Christie and Alex recorded other side of suspicion, our Christmas special mm -hmm. where we talked about Krampus and drink a lot of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then we went right into a TNT game. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so we actually role played it that when we got back into town, Tim and Andor, so St. James and my characters, were uh went to the bar and Andor drank for the first time. Oh. <laughs> um and Christy was was fine by that point. Alex was a little buzzed, and he just went to the general store and started arguing with this poor woman oh. about the cost of glass vials. <laughs> At one point, he takes all the players over. He's like, it says right here, one gold piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim and Andor are now bl uh, blood brothers. <laughs> <laughs> because they were drunk. Uh, but as eventually... We sobered up during the session and uh, after a bunch of fun role playing. Tom, I, I apologize to Tom about it. He's like, no, it was fine. It was actually really hilarious. Nice. It, it was fine. Um. We got a new quest to go to Nomengard, which we've talked about on this show. Nomengard, yes, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so once again, I was like, okay, I know stuff that's going on here. I'm not talking about. It. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to pretend that I don't even know anything. Um, so we travel there, get to Nomengard, and um. <laughs> We get in there, and I don't know. If, I don't remember you saying that you ran this part. There was some woman, some no woman, with a giant crossbow machine. Yeah, 
you, you might recall that the king was uh, walking with them throughout the entire thing, and he's like, yeah. stand down, and she's like, but I want to shoot him. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the king wasn't with us. Yeah. You, 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 I freaking love Tom. You know what he did? Mm-hmm. We rounded the quarter. He describes this giant crossbow yeah. contraption, <laughs> and he says, you see a small gnome woman on the top grab the controls and goes, it's nerf or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she started attacking us <laughs> and again you know us being you know who the characters we are we destroyed the machine and didn't even touch her mm-hmm. and she was just left there muttering to herself <laughs> um that's where we ended that session and when we came back we're in nomengard and this was like the good old like mimic hunt like we talked about it before with like the mimic and everything, mm-hmm. but here's the thing: Tom was smart, uh, and he knew that I had heard about this already, <laughs> so he changed stuff. Nice. So uh, he actually had it that they were getting ready for uh, um, midwinter uh, because it was during Christmas, so he Christmas stuffed up. Nice. And. So we were helping the gnomes decorate for midwinter. Uh, the problem w- that they had with the kings was that they were hiding in their room and they uh, wanted to like, normally the kings give all of the people presents, but they were trying to surprise them by g- getting presents for them this Aww. time. But they needed them to come out. So we went in there and was like, hey, what's up? And they told us about the mimic. And we're like, why are you just hiding in here when there's a fucking mimic in your goddamn kingdom? So that started the mimic hunt. Uh, We went into the throne room where it was last seen. And here's the thing. I remembered you talking about it being on the ceiling. And I didn't want to just do that. So here's the thing of advice. If you do know spoilers for something... And you're like, oh, well, I, you know, I know where it is. Here's what, here's what I did. I rolled to see if Ondor thought to look up. <laughs> and Wait, was it on the uh, ceiling? <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I on the, I, I was like, okay, he gets three rolls in here over the course of the time that we're there. If we leave early, he loses the roll. I'm not even going to do it. So we hung around long enough that I gave him the third roll. The third time he succeeded on it. So I was like, okay, I look up. And it, it was great when I said that because everyone was like, oh, no. <laughs> the flashbacks and, to and, the okra jelly. <laughs> and and Tom, like, just just the smooth criminal. It was just like, no, nah, there's nothing up there. I listened to difficulty class. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to say, like, I made that shit up. It wasn't supposed to be on the ceiling. <laughs> I know. But I was just like, you, I love you. That's so he's, good. He's awesome. <laughs> so... We went around, we we had two gnomes going around counting heads, telling us who was missing. We checked every room, found some suspicious stuff, and uh, but eventually we're like, shit, we can't find it. There's a missing barrel of of alcohol that we assume it is, but it's gone and we can't find it. We've looked it through every room that it could be. Um and then we're like, okay, well, one of the gnomes that's missing went to go pick mushrooms. So we go and look outside, and one of us spots a fucking mushroom crawling its way up the <laughs> cliff oh, no. towards towards where the gnomes sleep. Oh, God. And so he took a shot at it from a distance, and it started scritching faster. <laughs> I don't know how to describe a, a mushroom moving. Um yeah, and uh, it's sort of like, shit, let's go. So we all booked it over there, and when we get in, the mushroom takes on its the new form of a giant Christmas tree. Oh, my God. And it has two <laughs> little mimic friends that are presents. I love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we fought a giant Christmas tree and presents in front of all these gnomes and kicked their butts. Nice. Um. Again, dude, Celestial were like, I'm in freaking love with this class and getting to like just bonus action heal and do all this stuff and still Eldritch Blast and everything. Um, and so we we made it through that totally fine. And um we ran out of time, but uh Tom put it into the the chat later that basically we spend the rest of the night celebrating midwinter with all the gnomes and everything, and the gnomes give us gifts. Aww. So we got some magic items now. Nice. Um and uh, uh, Ondor specifically got a uh, 
a quill with a pearl of power in it. Ooh, very cool. So I can use oh. it as its pearl of power, wizard, but nice. also, yeah, but also the cool thing is, is uh, he said that the quill never runs out of ink because of the pearl. Oh, very cool. I, I was like, that's so freaking cool. I love that. Um. And yeah, so that that's that's where the academics are. We've had we've had an absolute blast with this and running everything. And I feel like you know it, it is it is a crowded group. We like I said, we have seven players, mm-hmm. uh, especially for a first time DM. That's a lot. Um, yeah. but dude, Tom's rocking it. Like I I Tom, I know you're listening to the show. I'm not I'm not just trying to boost your ego because again, I'll knock you down later. Uh, <laughs> but like he he's legitimately doing a really good job of juggling encounters and players and spotlighting people at the right time and doing stuff like that. But also like for the player side, I mean, and I'm not surprised by it because I see it in golden pals, but we, we, they are doing such a good job at letting people have their moments and not all feeling like we have to interject with our own thing where it's like, like I said, uh, uh, Kashana, and uh, Andros and uh, Huxley were all over talking to the the town master. I'm sitting back and not worrying about being there. St. James is sitting back, not worrying about there. Christy's doing the same thing. We're letting them have that scene and not worrying about interjecting or even like, oh, I'm not there. I can't say that. Mm-hmm. It, it We're letting them have their moments. And I feel like because of that, everyone is getting their moment somehow like everyone so far every character has that thing where someone's like oh remember when you're when your person did this that's awesome so i yeah and and i know i'm a player now so it feels like i'm bragging about us but i'm like i'm more bragging about my friends i'm like no like they're they're doing such a good job with this that it it, there was a tweet recently was like do you ever just sit back and just admire these these group of people as they're playing and i got and i'm having those moments because i don't have to be the dm and constantly Mm -hmm. talking i get to sit back and just be like this is just fun. Yeah. This is great. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you make a great point. It's like, it's as, it's as much player agency as it is DM agency to make everyone have their mm-hmm. own moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, you don't have to be there for everything. You don't have to, like, even if you're like, oh, I've got a really good idea for this. Someone else might have a good idea, too. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah. So, those, those, those are my games. It was. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's. Nope, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to hear more about the Epicondics. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm excited to play more. And uh, you know how this was like. This game was made because I needed time to write my own campaign. Yeah. Haven't bloody started. It was the holidays. Don't stress yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, ah, Tom, you got this for a bit. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see where that goes. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, I We hope you enjoyed that and are, are continuing to enjoy previously on. Again, if you got any uh, complaints or suggestions, hopefully suggestions, uh, send them into difficultyclass at gmail.com. But also send in your own stories because we want to not only just read them, but we'd love to talk about them on the show and read them out for people. I'm getting better at reading aloud because of other side of suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just edit out all my flubs like I do there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, send those in again, difficultyclass at gmail.com. And uh, you can follow us for any updates on Twitter at difficulty class. Um, and yeah, until uh, next time, have a good game.